Hi, everybody. There we go. I'm so happy to welcome you back to another episode of the Extraordinary Talk Show. Guys, this is one of my favorite things that I get to do every week is get to come here and talk to you. And I spend the whole week thinking and planning what I'm going to talk about. I will spend hours every Monday morning making my show notes. I could show you page after page of notes in my book that I write every single week when I come to sit down and talk to you guys. Here's the fun thing. When I sit down, what comes to me that needs to be said is not always what's on my papers. So very often I follow this program and my notes the way that I have planned them. But most of the time what happens is I kind of feel, you might use the word inspired, and I just go and I just talk and I say the things that feel to me that are important for you to hear. And I have enough trust in my own inner guidance and intuition that I'm pretty sure that somewhere in there I'm saying the things that you need to hear. And I hope that that's true for you. Here's what I know about the law of attraction, though is I have sent out the desire that people who want to learn about the law of attraction, who are ready to hear the things that I'm talking about, and who will understand in the manner that I teach, that those people will find this show. And if you're one of those people, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Chances are, if you're watching or listening, you found this show for a reason. Trust that, okay? Even if it came up as a suggested video on your YouTube or Facebook, because I can tell you stories about suggested videos that have come across for me that I never would have clicked on myself that changed my life because I know how the law of attraction works and I know that I had asked for information or knowledge or understanding and then boom, that information was presented in front of me. I've had that happen so many times in my life. Sometimes it's with a book. I can't tell you how many times I've opened up a book with a question in my head, and then I open the book, and I look at the page, and the answer is there. I've done that with the scriptures. I've done that with my college textbooks. I do that with my notes on a regular basis that I flip open my book, and I find something that I wrote down that is what I needed to hear again. So guys, if you're here and listening, you are on the right track. And if you stop and listen to your inner guidance, you will know that you are on the right track. And the reason that you are here watching or listening to this show is because I have something special for you, something that's going to help you increase your understanding, help you increase your vibration so that you can have the life that you really, really desire to have. And I'm so excited that I get to be one component in your life that helps you learn how to do that better. Speaking of components, I wrote down a list. Okay, and I've been talking about the law of attraction for at least a month now. We're on show five or six talking about the law of attraction specifically. And I've gotten it boiled down to a list of components of the law of attraction and things that you should be doing and focusing on when you're trying to use the law of attraction. If, it, if the law of attraction was so easy, you could just go, here's the steps, one, two, three, four, we would 
all be doing it. The problem is this isn't a recipe. You're not making pancakes here. You can. But there's not a specific list of ingredients and the exact temperature that you need to cook things on. Everything with this is personal to you. I've said before, you have to start where you're at. You can't start anywhere else. The vibration where you are at is where you have to start from. And what that means is that you are going to learn how to use the law of attraction a little bit differently than somebody else because you have to apply these things to the vibration that you are at right now in order to change that vibration to where you want it to be. And so doing the law of attraction is very different because we all start at a different place. Also, we all want different things, which is part of the fun of it. And so how you are going to manifest is a little bit different than how someone else manifests. And that's why there's not a simple step one, two, three, four. Abraham and Esther Hicks have a step process. And I highly encourage you to study Abraham and Esther Hicks and learn from them. Their process is basically you ask, you let source answer, and then you allow it to happen. And then while you're allowing it to happen, you get even better at allowing it to happen. That's basically their steps. I don't have steps. What I have are components, things that you want to be focusing on and thinking about in order to make sure that you're constantly tuning the right way. You want to match the vibration of the things that you want to have in your life, right? And so you have to learn how to tune in to that vibration, just like you may be tuned in to Radio St. George 100.3 in order to listen to the show. If you are listening to 100.1, you're probably not getting a very clear message. But if you're listening to 100.3, that's the only way you are going to hear this message on the radio right now as clearly as you can. Good news is there's other options too. You can also check out Facebook and YouTube and Spotify if you are not listening on the radio. And that's fun because then you get to see how animated I get. And maybe you sit back and laugh and that's fine because I want you to enjoy. And if that means laughing at me, I'm here for you. So here are some of the components that I want you to keep in mind as you are working to manifest. First, I want you to remember you must fine tune your vibration. And that comes through first step. And there are actually steps to this one. First is recognize your thoughts. Because your thoughts lead to emotions. Emotions cause vibration or frequency. And that vibration or frequency is what you're ultimately going to attract. So remember, thoughts turn to emotions, turn to vibration, turn to manifestation. That sounds really easy and in some ways it is and in some ways it's not. Here's a really, really important component of manifesting. This one is, and I'm saying this one first on purpose because this one applies to all of the other components. And again, let me say too that these components, none of them work entirely individually. All of these components are interactive, interwoven, interlaced, and you cannot do one without doing another. And if you have a block in one area, then you have a block in another area. So first of all, we got to talk limiting beliefs. If you are having limiting beliefs, That is going to limit your manifestation because your manifestation is all based on your beliefs. Also, I've called it um, your operating system and your paradigm. If, for example, 
here's a limiting belief I just realized that I have. This is one I'm working on. I have always known, always known, I've had this belief that I will always have enough money. And I always have had enough money. There have been times when it was barely enough money, but I have always had enough money. And you might say, okay, Della, that sounds like a good belief, not a limiting belief. Except here's the problem. While I've had this belief, there have been very few times that I've had more than enough money. And I really want to have more than enough money. Enough money is great. I've had that my whole life. Here's part of how the law of attraction works. You get what, you, what you're asking for and you're like, whoa, that's so cool, but it could be better. So I have manifested through my whole life always having enough money. The problem is I haven't always manifested how to have more than enough money. So that's one limiting belief that I'm working on fixing within me. So I'm working on changing my vibration to a more abundant belief that there's always money coming to me and it comes to me faster than I can even get rid of it. That's a belief I like a lot. You might have limiting beliefs about a lot of times about money, especially if you were taught as a child that that rich men can't go to heaven um, because a camel can't get through the eye of the needle, which is actually false because the eye of the needle is a small opening in a cave in an archway and camels actually can get through there. It's not the eye of a needle like you like a sewing needle. It's the eye of a needle, meaning it's a small archway that that I think is in a pass of a mountain, and travelers have to go through this archway. Camels can get through the archway. However, they must be unladen. You got to take all their stuff off of them. And they basically have to get down on their knees and crawl. So what that tells me is that a rich man can get to heaven, just like a camel can get through the eye of the needle, but he's going to get there without all of his stuff, and he probably should have some humility if he really wants to get through there. Now, just understanding that, did that change your belief about that? Did you used to believe that you never wanted to be rich because it meant you couldn't get into heaven because a camel can't get through the eye of a needle? And did I just explain to you how you act, how the belief that you had, you didn't really fully understand. And now that you fully understand it, you understand that you can be rich and get into heaven. And that broke open that belief. That's one way why we how we break limiting beliefs is by looking at the bigger picture of it, understanding why we were told that and why it's not true. And then you can accept the real belief. Many, many people have a limiting belief that they are not good enough. And that takes us to our next component. Acceptance of personal value and worthiness. Guys, this is critical. Because if you don't believe that you're worthy, if you don't believe that you're valuable, if you don't believe that there is a source outside of you and outside of the humans that you know on this earth who sees who you are and loves you dearly, not in spite of your flaws, but because of your flaws, not in spite of the mistakes that you're making, but because of the lessons that you're learning from them. I'm going to have to do a whole show on recognizing your own value. Because this, I think, is one of the biggest challenges that we have in our society is not believing that we're good enough. When you as a person, when you can look inside your soul, when you can speak to that inner voice that's inside of you, that comes from outside of you, that loves you so much, when you can get just a teeny tiny glimpse of how much the universe loves you, you start to go, 
oh, maybe I am worthy. Maybe I can manifest some cool stuff. Maybe I do deserve some good things to happen to me. Whether or not you've heard that from your inner being, please hear it from me. I'm not messing with you. I'm not saying that just to make you feel good so you'll come back and watch my show. I'm saying that because I want you to recognize it. I want you to believe it because when you can believe how valuable and loved you are, that is the moment that your life will skyrocket. And I'm not kidding because I have seen it happen. When someone goes from thinking that they're a piece of crap and not worth anything and something sparks that light in their eye, And they get just a glimpse, just a teeniest, tiniest fraction of a glimpse of how valuable they really are. And that light comes in. You can see it in their face. You can see the change. And then it's a matter of moments before the manifestations start coming. I have seen it happen. So if you truly want to be good at at manifesting, but you don't like yourself, you're going to struggle. Now, all of these components are not necessarily requirements. If you can do most of them, most of the way, you're still going to be really successful at manifesting. The better you get at all of them, the better you get at manifesting. Another one, another component is the belief that this is a thing and a basic understanding of how and why it works. This is why it's so important that you study the law of attraction. You can watch the movie The Secret a hundred times and you'll get more out of it every time, but there's a lot more information out there. And The Secret gave me a lot of good information, but it also gave me a lot of questions. And there was a lot that I didn't understand and there was a lot that I didn't know that I didn't know about the law of attraction. And it was through studying that I've learned as much as I have and it was through practice that I've manifested as much as I have. Take the time, if you're feeling like, this isn't working, take the time to learn more. Bob Proctor says that one of the biggest barriers to manifesting is fear. He calls it the terror barrier. The terror barrier. Because you have that thing that you want, but you want it so bad that you start telling a story in your mind about how it's never going to happen. You hit that terrier barrier and you cannot go anywhere from there. Here's one thing that you can do is study and learn so that you can understand how to get past that terror barrier. Or just like how I explained the eye of the needle and the camel, once you understand something better, you understand how you can get past that. You understand now why that no longer matters to you. You can understand now how that limiting belief that you used to have doesn't even apply because you misunderstood the story to begin with. The more you study, the more you learn, the more that you gain an understanding of this process, the better you will get at doing the process. That's not hard. Okay, I mentioned this a minute ago. In order to get what you want, you must match the vibration of that thing. Fine-tuning your vibration is one of the most critical parts of the law of attraction. Remember, you can have 
be, or do anything, but first you must become the person to whom those things can happen. That means that you must change your vibration to the vibration of having it. Does that make sense? Just like if you look in the mirror, you can't ask your reflection to smile. You can ask it, but it won't do it until you smile first. As soon as you smile, your reflection smiles. You've got to understand, when you match your vibration, then the manifestation will appear. You must see, do, be, act like you have it in order to match that manifestation so that you can have it. Fine-tuning your vibration is one of the things that you must practice in order to use the law of attraction intentionally successfully. Practice. And there's a lot of ways you can practice. I have a lot of suggestions in my other shows, especially about reframing your thoughts. That's a really good one to listen to when you want to learn how to fine-tune your vibration. But remember, use that negative 10 to zero to positive 10 scale. Anytime you want to be at a higher vibration, check and see where you're at now. Are you at negative five? Are you actually, maybe you're at positive six, but you need to get to a positive eight in order to get to that vibration. You only have that far to go. Sometimes if you're at negative 10, you think, oh, I can never get up to positive 10. That's so far. Actually, in some ways, it's easier to make the bigger change because once you get the start going, the momentum carries you the rest of the way. Sometimes it's so much easier to make a big change than a little one. So don't get down. If you think that that's going to hold you back, it's not. Recognize that that actually gives you a springboard because the minute you get your motivation moving that direction, you can't slow it down again. Well, you can, but why would you want to? Just let it keep going and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. That momentum builds. Next thing you know, you're at positive eight and all you did was ride the wave. So practice fine-tuning your vibration. That is critical. How do you practice fine-tuning your vibration? Well, one answer to that comes with the next component, which is meditation. I've even heard other law of attraction teachers kind of sigh when people say, oh, you're talking about meditation again. Isn't there a way to do this without meditating? Yeah, there is a way to do this without meditating. I started manifesting years before I started meditating. Because, I mean, like we've said, you're already manifesting. Every day, every minute, right now, right here, you're already manifesting. Every single thing that's around you is stuff that you've manifested. Everything in your life, you've manifested. Now, let's start getting some of the things that you want in your life instead of the stuff that you're accidentally doing because you don't know better. I was manifesting even intentionally. I've told you the story about my new house, new job. A few years later, my new car. All these things that I manifested Before I was meditating, I didn't even know how to meditate. It never occurred to me that I should meditate, but I knew how to follow the rest of these components. Again, you don't have to follow all of the components perfectly all the time. You just have to do the very best you can and get better and better and better as you go and as you practice. If you want to get better and better, you got to meditate. I used to be able to manifest before I started meditating, but friends, it's so much easier when you're meditating. So much easier retuning your vibration to where you want it to be is 10 times easier to do during meditation than any other time when you're awake. If you can really sense that your vibration is not where you want it to be, there's 
two big things that you can do to make it a whole lot easier. One is to meditate. Quiet your mind and allow your inner voice to help guide you to a higher vibration. The other thing is to go to sleep because that also quiets your mind. And then you can start over with fresh momentum first thing in the morning. Abraham and Esther Hicks talk a lot about doing that and waking up in the morning and making sure that your very, very first thought is one of joy and bliss and happiness before you start thinking about all the other stuff that makes you feel other ways and spend 68 seconds just being blissful before you even get out of bed, before you maybe even open your eyes. That is the best way to start your day with a high vibration. I can't say enough about it, guys. Meditate. If you want to be good at manifesting, meditate. Another reason that meditating is so good is because meditating gets you in touch with that inner voice, that higher self, what Dolores Cannon calls the subconscious, what some people call the spirit or the Holy Ghost or the still small voice. There's hundreds of names for it. Here's one thing I want to tell you about that. I learned about the still small voice as a kid going to church. The problem is, What I learned, and this may or may not be what they were trying to teach me, so I'm not trying to put blame on my Sunday school teachers, but what I learned from that, what I took away from it was I had these two lists, a list of all the things I was supposed to do and a list of all the things I was not supposed to do, and if I followed those lists completely, then maybe that still small voice might whisper to me and I might hear it and I might get some help. Here's what I know. Those two lists of all the things that you're supposed to do and all the things that you're not supposed to do don't matter. That voice wants to talk to you all the time, is talking to you all the time. There might be things on those lists that may be pinching you off from hearing it. However, that's up to you. And the only thing that you have to do to hear it is to meditate, get an alignment, and it's there again. And when you get really good, you don't have to sit down for a 30-minute meditation. You just close your eyes, take a few breaths, and you're there. There is a false belief, a limiting belief that you have to be perfect. You have to be following all of the right rules in order to hear your still small voice. And my friends, that's not true. What I encourage you to do is make a list of the things that help you hear that voice and make a list of the things that make it harder to hear that voice based on your experience, not based on anything you read in a book, not based on anything you were told in class or in church or by your parents or by your friends. You make a list. I know I've heard my inner voice when I was doing this. Write that down. When I was sitting on the beach in Hawaii, oh yeah, I heard my inner voice there. Can't always go to the beach in Hawaii, so... Another thing I do is meditate. That's another way that I hear it. Another way is I'll go for walks and have conversations with myself. Myself that I'm having conversations with is actually my inner voice. And it's almost like a back and forth conversation where I can ask questions and have them answered. I can also ask for help and for guidance and ask for help tuning my vibration. And every time it's there. And it doesn't matter if I said a bad word. It's still there. And it doesn't matter if I was angry earlier because as long as I've released the anger and I'm calm now, I can hear it. Recognize it's there more, way more than you think it is. And listen to it. 
When you learn to do this, you'll be shocked at how available it is and how much that inner voice is really there for you. And you might be shocked at some of the messages you start getting. Another step is, and this one's really important too, not a step, a component, is allowing. Once you've made your request of the universe, once you've fine-tuned your vibration, once you've cleared your limiting beliefs, once you believe that you deserve this, all you got to do is sit back and let it happen and trust the universe to bring it to you in the best way possible. The way that you think it's going to happen is not nearly as good as the way that the universe is going to make it happen. So sit back, let go of the reins, let the universe drive, and enjoy it. And those things will come. There's no question. Along with that, B, you got to appreciate what you have every minute, man. That's so important. If you're not happy with what you have now, the universe is going to keep giving you more stuff you're not happy with. Be happy with what you have right now, no matter what it is. And I promise you'll get better stuff too. Guys, that's the end of my show. I can't believe it's over so fast. I love being here. I love talking to you and I love you guys. Remember, I'm not here to tell you what to think. I'm here to get you to think. You've been listening to the Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show. KDXI, St. George. Well, it's another Monday here in the Dixie area, and even though it doesn't feel like it, it's May 20th. 